Hey, I'm Casey Stone, and I am a lover and an encourager of people. Come on, that's you. I know this faith message is going to help you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, family! <laughs> Woo! I'm Casey Stone. Thank you so much for being here with me today. We went a little bit later. We're normally around noon. But we are launching our private school today for Stone Ministries. How amazing is that? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm in a little bit different setting <laughs> because not only are we, are we launching our private school, so we have students learning in the sanctuary where I was recording in our church, but not only are we launching the private school, but our headquarters, our ministry offices, and my podcast studio, all of that's under renovation right now. So we are kind of being displaced and moved around, but we have an amazing creative director that puts us in great spots. <laughs> It makes it work. So I'm going to post some pictures in just a few minutes on my Facebook page. If you don't follow my public figure page on Facebook, go do that right now. I'm going to post some pictures there in just a few minutes of our makeshift studio. (laughs) You're going to want to see it, I promise. Anyway, thank you for being here with me today. Uh, If you have any comments or questions, be sure to leave them in the comment section. Uh, Also, if you need prayer, come on, man, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with and for you. I love that so much. You can leave any prayer requests in the comment section below, uh, or you can send them to info at stoneministries.online. Info at stoneministries.online. I'd love to pray with and for you. Amen. Also, be sure to share this with your friends. Whatever platform you're watching on, uh, you can share it with your friends and your family. Uh, Don't hog all the good stuff for yourself. Come on, you're going to be blessed today. We are talking about uh, Alpha and Omega. Last week, we talked about Alpha, and this week, we're going to put an emphasis on Omega. Can we do that? Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Uh, Also, uh, really quick too, there is a uh, donation link in the description uh, below or above. It depends on where you're watching. And if these podcasts are helping you, we'd love to receive uh, uh, any seed that you're sowing into this ministry um, and pray over that and bless that for you. So anyway, thank you so much uh, for considering that in advance. Last week we talked about uh, in in the uh, teaching that we're in, Alpha and Omega, uh, we had talked about learning the importance of understanding Jesus, understanding his character, who he is, what he will do, what he won't do, right? <laughs> understanding who he is, which will help us in understanding the, the beginnings and the ends, the Alpha and the Omega, right? How do we do that? By understanding his names, We can understand his names, understand him better just by understanding his names. And that's why we're going through this uh, teaching really quick, Alpha and Omega. Last week was Alpha, and today we're going to talk about Jesus, your Omega. Jesus, your Omega. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8 is what we read last week, and it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, right? We talked about the name being Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, describes his name. Amen. Amen. Then he says, <clears throat> I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty. Remember, we said that's just a sure, a sure confidence knowing that he's timeless. There will never be a time, there never has been a time, and there... Uh, never will be a time, right, that he does not exist in your life, whether it's an alpha or an omega. Amen. 
Amen. Oh, actually, really quick, before we go any further, will you take just a second and subscribe? Last week I asked you, do you think we can hit 5,000 subscribers? We did! 5,000 subscribers! Come on! 5,000 people being impacted with the gospel of Jesus Christ every week. This is so good. Thank you for being a part of that. Can we do 10,000 now? (laughs) I wanted to get to 10,000. Let's double our reach. Let's give us a time frame by the end of the year to just double that, right? Six months or five months to double our um, subscriber amount. Let's do it. I think we can do it. I think we can for sure do it. For sure, for sure do it. Amen. So let's get back to it. Omega. Jesus, your Omega. Every time something ends, there's a beginning. And the obvious, I mean, the opposite is true. Every time something begins, there has to be an ending. And we have to allow Jesus to be in both beginnings and endings alike, right? Before we move on um, into a uh, new beginning, something has to end. There has to be an ending for a new beginning to take place. And honestly, whenever we say the word ending or we, we say that a season is ending, uh, the world or most of the time, most people make, a, make that a negative thought, right? They don't, they don't like the word ending. We don't, we don't like the word ending. But an ending is good, an ending is good, especially if Jesus has been the alpha, if Jesus has been the beginning, and now he's making the ending, right? Then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If Jesus is in it, then that is a good thing. You're going to be blessed by that. The word omega here is the one who brings everything, say everything, to its determined end. Omega. The one who brings everything to its determined end. I want to point out really quick, it doesn't say everyone to their determined end. Come on, this is good. This is the importance of knowing his character, what he will do, what he won't do, right? The enemy, John 10.10 says, is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus does not need another rose in his garden in heaven, (laughs) That's not why people, you know, pass away. In fact, the word of God says in Psalm 91, 16, that with long life, God will satisfy us, right? When we're satisfied, you make that decision. There's no expiration date on you. Come on, you make that decision. This is so crucial to know the character of Jesus. The the end of John 10, 10, I just said, he comes to give life. Jesus comes to give life in John 10, 10. Right? So he's not giving life and taking life. No, he brings everything to its determined end. Thing. You're not a thing. You're a person. <laughs> if Jeremy walked into work and I said, well, there it is, he wouldn't like that very, <laughs> very much. <laughs> no, he's a person. He's a person. So God bring, Jesus brings everything as omega, everything to its determined end. Amen. So good. I hope that helped you. Thank you, Jesus. But right off the bat, we have an, uh, a negative connotation on the word end or ending. But if Jesus is in it, it's so good. It's going to be so good. Can I show you how it's going to be good? Thank you for letting me show you how. <laughs> Turn in Isaiah chapter 46, or you can just write these scriptures down and go check me out later. Uh, Isaiah chapter 46, let's look at verse 9. He says, remember the former things of old. I am God, right? Take that. 
I want you to remember that. I am God. He's saying, just in case you forgot who's talking here, I'm God. Not you. I'm God. Not anybody else. I'm God. Then he says, and there is no other like me. Then repeats himself because I'm God. I think he's trying to make a point here. He's making a, a specific statement here. I'm God. There's nobody like me because I'm God. That's so good. Keep that in mind. And then verse 10 says, I declare the end from the beginning. I declare the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, these things are not yet done. Saying my counsel, in case you're taking notes, the word counsel here means plans or purposes, right? So my plans or purposes uh, shall stand. This is verse 10 of Isaiah 46. Shall stand and I will do my pleasure. My counsel, my purposes will stand. What I say will come to pass. What I've called you to do will happen. What I've asked you to do will happen. What I've asked you to be obedient in will happen. It doesn't matter who's against it. it doesn't matter who's standing in your way. It doesn't matter who speaks against it. Come on, this is good. It does not matter because I have already called the end, the omega, from the beginning. Ooh, that's so good. That should encourage you just by itself. If you don't get anything else from logging on today, that is enough. Come on, that's enough. He calls the end from the beginning, and he said, that's why it's going to stand. That's why it's going to stand. It doesn't matter who's against your omega. It doesn't matter. Even if it's you, it's going to come to pass. It's going to stand. And we know that Jeremiah 29, 11 begins with, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. This is the same God that's in, in Isaiah 46. Same God in Jeremiah 29 that's in Isaiah 46. And he's saying the thoughts that I have for you are good thoughts, right? You, I've got plans and purposes for you that are good. And those are the plans and purposes that will stand. That ending will stand. That omega will stand. If you let Jesus be the omega. We'll get to that in just a second. If you let him be the omega, it'll be good. But either way, it will stand. <clears throat> Every beginning that God has for us has an ending already in place. Every beginning that God has for us has an ending that's already in place. And the reason that it becomes negative is that um, two things happen. Either we're holding on to an ending that God has already purposed Right? This ending needs to happen so that you can move on, honey, right? This ending can, needs to happen so you can move on, brother. You've already been prepared. Now the next season has to take place, right? We begin butting heads with God, and then it becomes negative, right? Because if we're, if we're hanging on to something that God's trying to end, that the Lord Jesus is already purposed to end, not because it's a bad thing, just because it's time to move to the next thing, Right? If we're trying to hang on to that, then what, what ends up happening is we let the enemy take that seat. We let the enemy take that seat. At that point, God, Jesus, is not taking the seat of Omega, which is his rightful place. At that moment, we have let the devil come in and become the Omega. And then we wonder why there's hurt and confusion and pain and sorrow and grief and, and loneliness and depression and anxiety. Because that's all the enemy can bring. That's all the enemy can bring. Every moment, if we let him, Jesus can be both alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> For something to begin, there has to be an ending. Let's look really quick. I want to look in Isaiah chapter 14. 
Isaiah 14. This is, uh, this is the enemy. Listen, uh, it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer. How you're fallen from heaven, <coughs> O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Verse 13, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. Say the mount of the congregation. He says, I'll sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds <clears throat> and I will be like the most high God. See, the enemy has given you an option for him to be the Omega. This says it right here. He wants the seat that Jesus has. You want to look even further. Listen to this. This is, I believe this is why in Isaiah 46, God says more than once, I'm God. Don't you forget it. Right? Remember we began when, with God saying, I'm God. There's no one like me. I am God. Don't get it twisted. Right? Again, this is gangster God. Don't get it twisted. Right? I'm God and there's nobody like me. This is why. This is why. Because the enemy wants his seat. Whoo! This is good stuff today. Right? He says, uh, I'm God. There's no one like me. This is why. See, the enemy is very specific here also because at the end of verse 13, thank you so much. <clears throat> at the end of verse 13, he says, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. He says on the farthest sides of the north. What does that even mean? Turn really quick or write down this scripture in Psalm 48 and verse 1. <clears throat> Psalm 48 and verse 1. It says, great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. I love that so much. Just write that. That's good right there. But it says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in his holy mountain, beautiful in elevation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. Say Mount Zion. Is Mount Zion on the sides of the north. Sound familiar? Right? Sides of the north, Mount of Congregation, Mount Congregation, or Mount Zion, the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Mount Zion, according to Hebrews chapter 12, is the new covenant church. It's you. You're Mount Zion. You are Mount Zion. So what is Satan saying? He's saying again, I want to be in charge. I want to sit in the seats that Jesus has. I want to be alpha. I want to be omega. Right? So we have the opportunity. He, he presents himself as an option every day. Oh, something's coming to an end. You have an option to be bitter about it, to be confused, to be uh, anxious, to be mad. Right? That's an option for you. The enemy presents himself and says, this is an option for you. Who do you want? Jesus or me to sit in this seat? Oh, man, this is so good today. This is so good. He, the enemy has always tried to take Jesus' seats, and he always will. Right? That's his M.O. <laughs> he steals, kills, and destroys and wants to be Jesus. He's so obsessed. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Right? <clears throat> but, again, it's important. This is the reason that it's important to know the character of Jesus, what he will do, what he won't do, what he has or hasn't done. Right? We have to build that relationship with him. And again, one of the ways is by knowing his names, knowing who he is, knowing what he's done, what he won't do, all of that good stuff. When a, t when a season ends and we allow the enemy to sit in that seat, he only brings chaos and confusion. 
But what Jesus brings when we allow him to sit in that seat is always a new beginning. Always a new beginning. Always a new beginning. And if you saw the last episode, we know that the new beginnings, right? The alpha means uh, the one that brings all things into existence. And we talked about it's not all things as in uh, disease and sickness. This is only all things that pertain to life and godliness. And we know that through scripture, right? Scripture says that God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost bring into existence all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we know that. So we just take that scripture and partner it with here, with the, the meaning of alpha. And so <clears throat> if we let Jesus sit in the omega seat and he brings a new beginning, then we know that that new beginning that he's bringing is going to pertain to life and godliness. Maybe you've made a mistake in your journey. Maybe maybe you're here listening and you're like, man, I have screwed up royally. I have made mistakes in my life. I've got nothing going for me right now. And this omega is not very good. I've let the enemy be this omega today. The good news is switch seats. Just, just tell the enemy, get up. Jesus, have your omega seat right here. And then you know what Jesus is going to bring with him? A beautiful new beginning. Well, I didn't expect that to happen. Now the season's ended and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Because he makes all things work out for our good because we love him. That's Romans 8, 28. So good. Woo! You say, man, I made mistakes. That's okay. Get up. Get up. Make the devil get up and let Jesus sit down as your omega. Whoo, this is so, so beautiful. And when he does that, it's gonna clear up confusion. It's gonna clear up doubt. It's gonna clear up anxiety. It's gonna clear up unbelief and, and frustration, right? That's so beautiful. That's the good thing about Jesus is that he never gives up on you. He's never gonna give up on you and he never will. That's again, part of his character, part of his character. It's so beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. The enemy can't bring a new beginning with an, with an omega. He can't bring an alpha because that's not his name. He's not alpha and omega at the same time. Maybe he can be a beginning or be an end, but he can never be alpha and omega simultaneously like Jesus is. Remember, he says in Revelation 1.8, I am alpha and omega. Not I'm alpha and I will be omega. I'm alpha and omega right now, simultaneously, at the same time. That's, that's, that's present tense, I am. And if we let him be alpha and omega, our journeys are gonna be so much easier, less, less strife, right? No, no pain, no turmoil. Did you know you can serve God and it'd be fun? Did you know you can serve God on your journey and it'd be no toil? no hardship, no, no pain, right? It can be like that, but we have to let him be the beginning and him be the end. Come on, how good is that? Isn't that so good? So good. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I'm praying for you this week. Take this truth. Take this teaching. Apply it. I promise you it will bless your life. I promise you you're going to increase. I promise you. And I want to hear the testimonies because I'm in expectation with you. I'm in faith with you. I want to know uh, what God's doing in your life. So let me know about it. I want to I hear what the Lord is doing, what he's clearing up, what new beginning he's bringing, what omega he's bringing so that he can get a new beginning to you. Amen. And in case you don't know, you're so amazing. Maybe you've not been told that lately, but you truly are. And you're so loved. In fact, I love you. Yes, you. And I'll see you next week. God bless you.